It's game week. It is happening. The time has come. We weren't sure if it would ever come, but the time is here. We are four days away from kickoff inside the Mercedes-Benz Superdome for your New Orleans Saints. Hi, everybody. Welcome in to the New Orleans Saints podcast for Wednesday, September 9th. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, and on today's show, I will be joined by NFL Network's Kay Adams. She is a recurring guest on the show. We love having Kay on the show and excited to talk to her about this week one matchup between the Saints and the Bucks. She has a pretty interesting take on the first week, and also she stood her ground on Tuesday when people said the Saints weren't going to win the NFC South Division. So looking forward to hearing from Kay. But first, I need to tell you that you have an opportunity, a very unique opportunity, to go inside the Mercedes-Benz Superdome into the Saints team shop. Now, we know that experiences are going to look a little bit different this year for all of our fans. The first game, obviously, will not have fans going forward. There will be season ticket holders allowed inside the Mercedes-Benz Superdome it is an ever-changing process. Um, so it might change by next week. Who knows? But as for right now, everyone is going to be watching the Saints kickoff in their home. So it is going to be dome at home, and you are going to be able to watch the Saints kickoff uh, from the comfort of your own couch. But while you're sitting on the couch, you need to show your Saints fan and your Saints love in your apparel. You got to have it from head to toe. Get the beanie in case it's freezing inside your house. Get the t-shirt, the long sleeve, the pants, the onesie, anything you want. It is all available inside the Saints team shop inside the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. It is open Thursday through Saturday. You can follow at Saints Team Shop on Instagram to look at some of their merchandise. You can go on NewOrleansSaints.com to look at some of those that merchandise. Make sure while you're watching your Saints at home, you are decked out from head to toe in your black and gold. Also, on game day on Sunday, make sure that you have the most updated version of the Saints app. First of all, if you don't have the Saints app already, you need to do that. You need to turn on your notifications because that is the number one way that you are going to stay up to date with everything you need to know with your New Orleans Saints. But make sure you get that the updated version of the Saints app pre presented by Verizon to get the best coverage all throughout the week and on game day especially. And also we have a special treat for you. If you are away from your TV, say you're going to pick up food, they're running a little late with your wings, you don't want to miss any of the action on the Saints app, you will be able to watch a live stream of the game. Yes, you heard me correctly. If you have the Saints app, you will be able to watch a live stream of the game. So make sure you have that app downloaded, get the latest, latest version. All right, let's go ahead and get into my interview with NFL Network and Good Morning Football host, Kay Adams. All right, welcoming onto the show now, one of our recurring guests, the lovely Kay Adams. First of all, Kay, how are you? I'm wonderful. I just learned that you're 6'1", and my mind is blown. I don't know that I can continue this interview. That is, you are a foot and an inch taller than me, but that's okay, because I've got a mouth that is speaking nothing but saints all off-season long. And we're going to get into that. Just imagine that our Zoom interview is flipped right now, and I'm just looking down on you right now, Kyle. <laughs> I hope this isn't going like video on because I look crazy with my hair right now, but I digress. 
you always look beautiful. So <laughs> on Tuesday morning, I turned on Good Morning Football. I woke up, turned it on, and my first thing that popped up on the TV was 2020 NFC playoff predictions. Peter Schrager was going first. I respect him as an analyst, and he didn't have the Saints in his playoff predictions and his wild card predictions, anything. So that was like the first cut. And then Kyle Brand went, and it was like someone sprayed alcohol in my wound. <laughs> and then Nate Carlson went and it was like someone reopened my already healed wound and nobody on good morning football selected the New Orleans Saints to make the playoff and you had something to say about that Kay. The Saints disrespect. The Saints disrespect on this program is mm -hmm. mind-boggling but that's okay we've got we've got some is, is it disrespect or is it you guys know where I'm going. Is it disrespect or is it? No, I have no idea. Hyping the Saints every year. We, we don't. Let's hear. Is it disrespect <laughs> or what? I said, is it disrespect or do you overhype the Saints every season? I don't think I overhype them. They're always right there. What is your What is your Tampa Bay Buccaneers team done in the past three seasons that you would be hyping them? They added Tom Brady. They haven't done anything on the field right now. We'll see how it goes up against the Saints. We'll see how Evans does up against Marshawn Lattimore. We'll see how that run game that there's, I don't even know what they're doing with Fournette's going to go up against a really tough run defense. I'm just saying, after week one, I'll give it to you. If week one, that should be the Saints running them over in week one. It should be. And if it's not, maybe I'll revisit. But... Until then, the chemistry that they have with Drew Brees, with everybody, adversity sometimes brings people together. It's happened between the four of us. When things get sort of rough, we come together as more of a family. So I think the Saints, especially in the beginning of the season, because they know each other inside out and they added Emmanuel Sanders and Malcolm Jenkins is back, they should fly. And if they don't fly over the Buccaneers like you guys are saying, then we can replay this and I will, you know, surrender to you guys. How about that? <laughs> Hey, you don't That's have to surrender. Good. I would just ask it. I did. The thing is, everything on our show on Good Morning Football, and thank you for watching, Caroline. It's very flattering that you even wake up and make us part of your day and choose us. I really appreciate that. We, I, they, don't, they don't like to share much. Like in the meeting before the show, it's like six in the morning. Nobody wants to talk. And there's a level of secrecy that we like to maintain so everyone's naturally surprised on the show. And I'm just sitting there, like listening to my line producer in my ear talk about like what's next. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Is no one picking the Saints to make the playoffs? Like, I, what, what is happening? And then I just went off the dome and I kind of blacked out for a minute. But I gave all the reasons. There's su such a weird thing. You can't discredit the Saints for being one of the superpowers in the NFL, no matter which way you slice it, no matter who's got what and what goats where. It's the Saints. They're going to contend. End of story. Not even from like a subjective place. Like, objectively, they're going to be there. Right. And it was funny because maybe 30 minutes later, the NFL Network came out with their power rankings for the season. Uh -oh. And it was like Saints were at number four and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were at, I think, 12 or 13. I can't even remember. It was so far down the list. And I was like, wait, what the heck happened? I don't understand. I don't know either. And then people, I will say, people come after my guy, Nate. Big time Saints fans on my timeline today. That's my work, brother. Watch what you're saying there. I will say he he set me up to dunk, right? He, if you really watch that again, Saints fans, you got to know and love Burleson. He just knows that I've been going to that well for the Saints and he wanted to get that out of me. And he knows how to push my buttons the right way so I can land it for the Saints. So I actually appreciate Nate doing that and you guys should too. Always wonderful to have a co-host like that. So 
Week one, Saints are playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in only a matter of a few days. I think we're four days away now when this podcast is going to go out. I know. I can't believe it. We didn't know if we were going to have football, but it's finally on the brink. Um, Saints acquisitions. There were a few that the Saints picked up in the offseason. I know you and I talked earlier in the summer. I can't remember who was picked up at that time. But now that we are close to kickoff, which Saints acquisition do you have your eye on? I we're, I mean, obviously, Emmanuel Sanders, you know how I feel about him. I got to chat with him. We had a lovely conversation before he had even met the team, before he had even been on a Zoom call with Sean Payton. So I'm really excited to see what he can do to compliment Michael Thomas out there, take a little bit of the pressure off to make Cantgard Mike even more unstoppable than he is. But I will bring up Ty Montgomery. I know it sounds kind of funny. Did his thing with the Packers, kind of. But I feel like Coach Payton is one of those guys that likes to use people very creatively. He does not lend himself to a fantasy football crowd. He doesn't, fantasy football players do not like Sean Payton and what he does at the backfield. So I just feel like how versatile Ty Montgomery is. He can do stuff on the ground. He can do it through the air. I would not be surprised if they didn't bring him in for a reason, if they didn't use him in some weird trick plays that we'll be showing highlights of on Monday mornings. Absolutely. And it's funny because I, Okay, the last time we talked, was it when, was it before or after you did the interview with Sean Payton? Do you remember? I think it was before, and then you had an interview with Sean. What was like the most surprising thing that you learned about Sean Payton? Because that was a long interview and it was awesome. I wasn't expecting it to be that way. I think honestly, and people always ask, what's it like doing interviews or this whole um, awful pandemic time and tr- trying to connect with people. There is a vulnerability. Like if I was at home on my couch right now, maybe I'd have a glass of wine already. Maybe I'm just, you're just, you let your guard down and you're more open. And I think Sean Payton is just at a point in his career where he feels very confident, obviously not too confident. They've got to get over that hill, but he's so like self-assured. I really appreciated that. Also just to let thousands and thousands of people into his beach home and show them the water and walk down to the beach. Those those are the parts that sort of stick out to me. His relationship with Michael Jordan, the influence Michael Jordan has. I feel like what I learned from him is that he doesn't see the world the way other people do. Things aren't just entertaining to him. I could see him sitting there jotting notes to the last dance. What did Jordan do? What did Phil Jackson do to try to uh, use it to sort of implement into his own team? And that's, you can say what you want. You have to respect that. Well, the last dance was all about having a chip on your shoulder. And I'll just play the video of Good Morning Football this morning so that our team can have a little chip on their shoulder. That is their motivation. <laughs> I haven't um, heard him. Like, I thought Cam Jordan was going to hit me up. Like, way to go. But I think he's probably still mad at me. We'll get to that in a bit, huh? <laughs> no, he can never be mad at you. You know, you know Cam would never be mad at you. Um, and we will get into that in a little bit. But your matchup to look for in this week one matchup, you know, Saints, Bucks, oh, it's funny because they kind of mirror each other now, especially with the pickup of Leonard Fournette. That these teams really seem yeah. to mirror each other. But what matchup are you looking for? It's going to be such an interesting game. We will learn so much after this week one game with those two teams. There's nothing. There's not a game on the slate I'm more excited about. I was looking at some of the fun matchups we have just across the league. We've got Terry McLaurin taking on Darius Slade, Devontae Parker, Stephon Gilmore, arguably one of the best corners in the league, if not the best. A.J. Green is back, Casey Hayward, but nothing beats. You can have your Amari Cooper and Jalen Ramsey. It's all about Evans, right? It's all about Evans going up against Marshawn Lattimore. We've seen it before. And it's one of those things where it's not like one guy, you know, it's not like Evans gets shut 
down every time that they play. It's very up and down. It's definitely lopsided and it's gotten super chippy in the past. Both guys have had their games. So that is what I'm most excited to see just that matchup uh, here and to see how it all works out there on the field with another quarterback throwing Evans' way. Yeah, I'm excited for that too, especially like you said, with all the history between Lattimore, like Lattimore just plays, and I don't want to say ego, he just has pride, like he just really wants to go out there and do well for his team and put on a show, and so that pride is something that has definitely taken him a long way and got him Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um, so speaking of Bucks defense, it's not something that we've heard a lot about. We've heard all about this offense, and yeah. through Saints training camp, we've heard about Saints defense, but we really haven't heard about the Bucks defense. What do you, do you think they have what it takes? <laughs> takes to hold the Saints offense? Well, you've heard about the Bucks defense because you watch Good Morning Football, aka Good Morning Tampa Bay, because they love talking about this squad. Listen, the I'll say this. I think the Buccaneers have a formidable run defense. I think they really do. And I don't know what's going on with Kamara. If they somehow can slow Kamara down and sort of get the Saints behind schedule, right? they have a shot. Obviously, every offense wants to avoid third and longs. I think the Saints especially are sort of like built uh, to stay ahead of things, right? To stay ahead of the change. So they don't have a, a, a huge deep threat that I can see right now. Drew isn't going to hang back there and look to chuck it downfield the same way he used to that we've seen in previous years. So I would say that Bucks run defense slowing Camara down. Uh, you don't want to get the Saints in a situation where they're playing from behind. You're right. I have learned from Good Morning Football because Peter Schrager, again, had Devin White, a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as his, I, you know, I'm never going to let him live him down. Like, I don't know if we're going to have him as a guest on the show, but I will surely bring all of this up if we do have a conversation. I'll tell him. We've always had a bit of a thing for Tampa Bay. It's, <laughs> it's true. All right, so let's flip it. Do the Saints defense, which has been proven the last few years, have enough to hold the high-powered Buck offense? Ooh. This offense is loaded. We have to give that, right? I we know. do have the Gronkster, and if he's healthy, <laughs> let's talk about Gronk here, right? There's one thing we know about him. Uh, you you kind of got just got to be physical with him, right? Off the line, right away. He likes to go up the seam. You got to be able to disrupt that. You got to get your hands on him. You got to make it tough. It's not easy to do if we do have like 2016 Gronk out there running around. Uh, other than that, what have we learned about Tom Brady over and over again? You got to push the pocket on him, right? Do you trust that offensive line of the Bucks? I don't. I think they're relatively unproven. So get your hands on him, make it tough, throw him off his game. Those to me are the keys. That's what the Saints, I'm sure, or I would hope, are working on. <laughs> I would hope too. Let's all hope. Um, so you just mentioned one of your keys, that offensive line. Do you have any other key to the game for the Saints going into Sunday? You know what I'm worried about, Caroline? Are you, have you thought about the crowd noise and how much are you thinking about that? Just to throw it back to you. You're, you've, you're a great analyst. You've been there. You've been there in the dome when it's super loud. Are you worried that they're going to show, you know, the, the juice that these players get and it's players that have been there a long time from that crowd noise? Are you worried? I have been worried. It is something that I have thought about. And, you know, someone asked Alvin Kamara earlier this week when he was on an interview about the crowd noise that they pumped in. And he was even saying it's nothing compared to what it is usually like, because obviously the NFL had to approve it. Um, and so that's nothing compared to the 70,000 fans that are packed in there. So I am a little bit worried about it. But as you said earlier, Sean Payton is a guy that always comes prepared, always, you know, 
puts out his his baby right he has something you know a chip on his shoulder and so i feel like if there's any team that could be well prepared for not having fans in week one to go against a tampa uh, a tom brady tampa bay offense i feel like it's the saints i feel like we need to just send the good morning football clips to sean payton <laughs> give it to somebody in player personnel get that alex Alex, get you. that clip, get that clip, put it on his desk. I'm telling you, I'd say this, the, uh, the offensive line is going to be huge, right? We're going to have to try to make, make this work. We have to make Alvin be able to run. We need rushing lanes. Uh, I just don't want, I think the key to this thing is to not let Tampa trap you into the kind of game where Drew has to throw 40 plus times. Yeah. I don't think that's the way you're going to beat Tampa Bay and they're hard to run on. So it's really going to be winning at the point of attack, I'm going to need that offensive line to do their thing. There you have it. Last question, Kay, before we let you go. And you knew it was coming because you talked about it earlier. Cam Jordan, you guys on Good Morning Football put together a list of the top personalities in the NFL. And I do, I'm really just, I don't know if you guys forgot about him. I don't know what happened. You can't turn away from the camera. Cam Jordan was not selected in this lineup. My my swivel chair. Okay, Cam (laughs) Jordan was not selected as one of the best personalities. Clearly that's false. He's definitely one of the best personalities. We all had to submit two names. I was sure, foolishly, obviously, <laughs> after today, that Cam Jordan would be snatched up and taken right away. Cam Jordan, Cam Newton, George Kittle. None of those guys were on our list. None of these vibrant, almost boisterous personalities. But I kind of like that because it's very good morning football to give some love and a platform to some of the more unheralded guys. I think that's somewhat why... I'd like to think the Saints are left off of our show sometimes uh, because we like touting the underdog, the undrafted sort of characters, the, the more um, ir- irrelevant ones. So I think we all went our way. It was very good morning football, which I love. Uh, but at the same time, obviously Cam Jordan belongs on that list. I will say this. Doesn't Cam Jordan get enough love? Yes, he does. Okay. He does. That's like, plus I would tell Cam that to his face. I'm sure he's <laughs> listening to his podcast. Cam, like, who doesn't love you? What <laughs> podcast, radio show, whatever, video chat, Zoom? Like, what have you not been on? You've been on absolutely everything. So let's just, you know, let's let's give some other people some love. What an incredible spin you just did. That was a great job. Do you work in politics? That was very <laughs> Kerry Washington and scandal. That was that was that incredible, Kay. That is the compliment of my life. Thank you. <laughs> All right, okay, well, we'll let you go. We know you'll be tuning in on Sunday as the Saints take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, we have if they games. lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where will you stand? Where will I stand? If they get, like, if they get the, if, like, if the Saints lose handedly, where, like, I will have a hard time. I will have a hard time because it's these games in the front of the season that I would think they're just, they should be able to just rack up wins. They speak the same language. COVID-19 should be, in that way, weirdly, an advantage to a team like the Saints, a rare advantage in that division. Same coach, same quarterback, same elite wide receiver. Come on. I don't know if I'll be discouraged just yet because the Saints have lost week one and then they continue, know. you know, that I don't know if I'll be discouraged just yet and they'll see Tampa Bay again on the road. But I know it'll be different. There will be fans that time and things, but I won't be discouraged just yet. Okay. Keep Here the faith. Go. Keep the faith. Let's see this again sometime. All right. Thanks so much for coming on. You're the best. Thank you. Anytime. 
All right, thanks to Kay for joining us on the show today. Always great insight from her. Uh, I am curious how the crowd noise is gonna affect the game, but to her last question, we will not be discouraged no matter the outcome of this first game because it's only week one, baby. We got a long way to go. Saints fans, if you were listening last week, you heard me speak about the fundraiser for Hurricane Laura relief starting this week. And good news, it has begun. Fans that donate can do so by going to NewOrleansSaints.com. All the information is right there or by looking at Saints social media. So that's at Saints uh, social media. And that uh, fundraiser for Hurricane Laura relief is right there on NewOrleansSaints.com. And if you are a fan that donates, you will have a chance to appear on the September 27th Sunday night football broadcast. So our friends in Louisiana need your help and you can go to NewOrleansSaints.com and help. Today's episode was brought to you by SeatGeek. Quickly, a word from our friends at SeatGeek. Just like all of you, we at SeatGeek can't wait until we're back in the stands cheering on our favorite teams and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in the Big Easy, well, easier. Plus, every ticket purchase on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. Again, today's episode and the New Orleans Saints podcast is presented by SeatGeek, so just a friendly word from our friends over at SeatGeek. For Kay Adams, Caroline Gonzalez, thanks so much for joining our show today, and we'll tune in later this week.